Hey, I'm good. Glad to be here again. Glad to be here. Glad to have you guys on. As is what I should be saying. Glad to have you. It's an honour and a privilege to be on 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 community radio and um, and delivering the good people of the northwestern region and around the world as well with um with our podcast because we because we, we we do get some love from overseas. Um, just general car talk and it's uh, and it's great. So we have got a few topics tonight. I want to start the topic with um heritage plates. So, do you know much about them, Colin? Uh, Al, I'm sorry. Uh, all I know is they're damn expensive. <laughs> well, there's there is heritage plates, and then there is um, have your car on a have your car on a heritage listing, so you can it's like the over the twenty five year rule club plates. Okay, yep. But we'll be talking about both of those. The, um, the club plate side, I can I can get behind. I think it's a good good idea. I I, I agree. But uh, here's my question to you and to the people at home: if you've got if you've got any. Uh, I think to say on my next question, uh, 0447 That's 0447 Should, now hear me out here, should people that have like a nice, like, like, you know, like a weekend car, even if it's, a, even if it's less than 25 years old, be allowed, be eligible if they're driving under 10,000 Ks a year to have, to have a club plate? I'm gonna say yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But put put a but in there as well. Okay. Yeah. Um. In terms of how like the the club plates are registered, you can drive 90 days in the year. I think it is something like that. I think I think there's a few packages you can you can yeah. do. I'm not too sure. Um, Grasso does it with his charger. Yeah. yeah. And he, he's my main source of information as well. For he it. is. Yeah. Um, and he's doing it. He will, obviously, the charge is more than twenty-five years old, so it's so you can you can be he gets eligible for, for for club plates. And for those that you at home are like, what the hell are these guys talking about? What a club plate is is basically when when your car's twenty-five years or older and you don't drive it every day, it's eligible for like it's like it's like a it's like a um how, how would you explain it? Uh, like a weekend car. Like you're you're allowed to drive it ninety days a year. You have a logbook. You got to fill out every time you drive it. The kilometers, this, that, and the other. Um, so. But having done, having you, you might be saying at home, oh well, that's crap. You're still paying seven hundred dollars worth of registry. You know, you're not. You're paying like I think it's like under two hundred bucks. Yeah, hundred sixty or something. One hundred sixty like bucks, yeah. which is which is I think is a great idea. Um, but my 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 question is to you and to the good people, is that should people that have like you know like a, like for example like a twenty twelve you know whatever it is, be allowed to if they've got a daily car um, for this car that they don't they drive probably once every two weeks or so, be eligible to be putting to put on a, on like on a club bridge. And I'm with you. I'm with you, Alan. I think they should because, um, you know, at the end of the day, those cars aren't driving as much. Like, I mean, you look at some Ferraris and stuff that are new. They're not going to drive them every day, but they're still paying. Um, they're still paying, you know, top dollar for a car. Yep. But then you'd be saying, oh, if they're Ferrari, they've got a Ferrari, they can, they can pay the registration of almost $800. <laughs> it's, not, it's not kind of the point. It's like... What about the guy yeah, with the F6? Exactly it's right. The, it's the principle of the matter. It Does is. the age of the car necessarily matter if you're driving it the same and it's maintained just as well as the old one? Exactly right. Because, because you're paying for, in the end, road usage and, of course, the TAC insurance, which is Definitely. taking care of people that have accidents on the road. Yep. And uh, if you're not using the road to that extent that you would if you had a full registration... Should you? You know, should you have to pay that? Because, I, 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 like I said earlier, I said yes, but there should be a lot more um, stringency in terms of how people are monitored uh, with their usage of their car. Because if, if any car can be registered for... I guess a club registration where you're only allowed to drive for ninety days. People are going to rot the system. Yeah, people are going to rot the system, and 
like the system, the registration system, it pays for roads. It pays for you know uh, us being able to have an acceptable road system. I'm not going to say it's the best in the world. Uh, but uh, it, it pays for those things. And if people, everyone starts cheating the system, for example, if people with just a one car at home then start saying, okay, I just want that on the club reg and I'm going to drive in 90 days, it gets very... It, it takes away from profits that were like allocated originally. Yeah, okay. it's not money that's just gone into people's pockets. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's, another, that's another side of the story. Look, we will continue. So we're going to get right, we're going to go right to a break. I'm going to go to a song by TK Maidza. Uh, it's called Castle in the Sky. We're 9 Northwest FM. This is Kartuk with Matty J in the studio with Alum and Nathan. We are back on the topic of um, Club Reg, and we'll be talking about heritage plays later. Are they worth the money? Because that's, um, <laughs> that's another story. I've got, I've got some good stories about heritage plays, but we'll get to that a bit later. So, just, just before, we say, uh, before the break, we're talking about people potentially rorting the system. Which, you know, it can happen. Um, it happens everywhere. I mean, I'm not going to say particularly where it happens, but people do rot. People find ways to rot the system. And just quietly, people are currently rotting the current, you know, club rec system a oh, little yeah, bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Well, we'll get to that in a bit because um, there's, there's plenty of ways around it. And it's it's a very iffy topic. Um, so I was going to say, if you have two cars registered in your name, so per se, yeah? And and one is, like, for example, like how I've got, like, you know, got the F6 and then I've got the, the lasers daily. And if you say to, if you could say to Vic Roads, look, I only drive this car on a weekend or every, like, once or twice a month. Is it possible to do it? You know, could there be consideration for it? Because I'm driving it less than 90 days a year, this, that, and the other. Would there be, you know, would there, would there be a waiver around it instead of paying two, seven, almost $800 regos and, you know, insurance as well isn't cheap? So... If they, if, if they, like legally the cars were both in your name and stuff, may, like that, I reckon that'd be a cool way of doing it. I, I definitely agree with that. And as you were saying, like if it reduces the cost to the individual yeah. for having two cars, and that in the grand scheme of things will increase the amount of individuals that own two cars. Exactly so right. a person that just couldn't afford it, only had their one daily driver, will now have you know their daily driver and then their I guess nice car. Yeah. Or their, their their fun car on on the club reg, and they'll be able to afford that. Which, in the end, they're getting more money. Exactly right. So so there is a very good possibility that they'll actually be able to make more money out of this, as long as they have proper safeguards in place. And it's as you said, one person owning both vehicles, yeah. and then being able to prove that one is their fun weekend car, kind of only once in a while driving, yeah. and the other is their daily that they'll pay full registration for. I mean, if they have to show like if they have to, if they have to legally show take the car to Vic Roads after a six-month period and show, like, you've only done, like, a 1,000 kilometres. Uh, I mean, people can still rule that. Like, they can, they can still do it. But, but by just, just like, even to get the ball rolling for this to happen, like, as, a, as like, a, a six-month, uh, like, a kind of a waiting period, like a sussing out period, I reckon that it'll, be, it'll, it'll attract so many more people to have a second car and to have a car that, you know, they're going to look after more and, and, and be able to maintain because... You know they're going to get enjoyment. Look, I'm all for you know I'm all for Club Reg, and I reckon it's a great idea. Um, but I, I, know, I know some people with you know with more than one car on Club Reg, and it's it's fantastic. But four cars that are like under 25 years old or so, um, possibly just having the one extra car like that could come under that. Or, or let's just let's just make it a if it's not a Club Reg like a um, probationary use or something like just just you know limited a limited use Reg if if that if that's if that could be a case. I think that'd be a fantastic idea. 
Yeah, it helped people's pockets a lot. And it's as you said, it's right. You're already paying full registration for one car. Yep. Um, it shouldn't be a prohibitive system to have more than one, especially if you don't use it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I you know, look. I completely agree. So I, I reckon it's um it's a it's a great it's it'll be a great thing to do. And it, and and as Alan said, it 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 get more people on board. And you know, because look, let's be honest here. Two registrations is you know fifteen hundred bucks or sixteen hundred bucks. You know, it's 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 a lot of money. So um, by potentially you know, for, well, let's say all in for a thousand bucks for two cars, it's a big possibility. You know, it, it can happen. So. I'm I'm like I'm I'm all for that, and I reckon that I reckon that'll work fine. Because um, for example, the, the existing club system, it's getting it's getting a lot more. Like I'm seeing, starting to see a lot more club cars on club roads getting around. And I mean, I'm even seeing like you know, 32 Skylines getting on club roads now because they they've hit that 25 year old 25 year old. It's hard to believe those cars are 25 years old. It's, <laughs> it's we grew up with those cars. Yeah. Um, the the first cars I originally started noticing. Like and I was and I was thinking it was strange was uh, VL turbos. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, mm, why was why, why they got that plate on them? But like normally you, know, you you would see like older cars, older muscle cars particularly that have a club ridge. And you're like, oh, okay, it's probably you know an old school muscle, ex- understandable. But then I started seeing the VL turbos and I was you know a bit weirded out. But uh, <laughs> now things make make more sense. So like, yeah. VL turbos pushing thirty years now, man. So it's it's actually they would be thirty years old, eighty eighty six, yeah. So yeah. um. That's, jeez, I'm I'm just having a bit of a moment now. 30, 30 years off for a VL, it's kind of kind of crazy. Um, yeah, but like as I said, I freaked out when I when I saw a 32 Skyline GDR on Club, on Club Ridge. I'm just like, oh my god, that's that's a 32 GDR and it's on Club Ridge. That guy, that guy has the life of a king. He doesn't pay much Rego, and he's and he's got the, like an awesome car. So um, we re- I reckon it should, we should in, they should. Seriously, consider in introducing this 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 idea that, that we that we're proposing because um, it would help so many more people out, and it's you know, and especially like I'm only saying this as if you've got two cars. If you've got the one car and you don't drive it, you know, ninety days a year, well, that's just bad luck. I'm like, because like it's still one car, but if you're paying for two cars, because two registrations are a lot of money, um, and you know, it, it it'll, it'll work out a better system. And uh, like as you said, to get the ball rolling. Maybe they don't bring it as a, a club reg. Maybe they do something like it's an enthusiast registration. Yeah. It's half the price of a single uh, regular registration. Even half the price would be yeah. a massive difference. And um, just put some restrictions in place and uh, make a system. Because if you encourage more vehicle ownership, that's, that's good for the economy all around. There's, there's two cars that are getting maintained. You know, There's two cars that are buying tires, fuel, all that. So it's overall, it's a you know, net positive for everyone, yeah. including Vic Rhodes. And 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 at the end of the day, like as a company, Vicros wants to make money. So if if this can get more people to buy more cars, you know, it could be a possibility here. Like it, it could be it could be a good thing. Um, but having said that, people do rot the system. And um, so for those of you at home that don't know or, or driving, don't know what you know how how it kind of works. Um, to my knowledge, and from what I've seen from various people that have they've got cars on Club Bridge, they've got like a little logbook. And you just put in your um, your, your time, your, like your date, your driving, and you, what you're doing for example, if you're taking it to a mechanic, which if you've got an old car, most of the time will be, um, or if you're going for a you know, drive. Um, I think I think you, I think I'm not too sure if you put the kilometres or if you put. I think you might have to kilometres or or time. Um, I, uh, the most recent one I've seen, which was our friend Adams, uh, you don't have to put the kilometres. You just put time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that. Uh, that can possibly make things a little easier to uh, 
to, to, to fudge. That, to say. as well as um, the fact that you're writing it in a book. You're cooking the books. You could, yeah, and you can, like I've seen, I've heard of stories people, <laughs> don't quote me, but people with, um, you know, the removable pen. <laughs> <laughs> or um, if, there, if there's like, you know, like uh, you're driving in on the first, Put the, put it, uh, wait till the eleventh. Put another one next to it. So you, you know, stuff like that. Um, I've heard of stuff like that happening. So, but like, it's like I freaked out when it's like so much more stringent for you getting one hundred twenty hours than getting you know doing that because even in one hundred twenty hours you got to write the kilometers of the car down. So, um, you know, if the, I reckon if they should, okay, I'm, I'm going to be a bit of a hard ass here, but they, they should probably tighten it up a little bit, like just you know, loose, uh, squeeze up loose ends. But also allow an enthusiast registration, and bring those those not tough laws, but like um just you know stricter things so people will abide by it. And you know we'd have we'd see a lot more enthusiast cars on the road. A system based on the amount of driving instead of um, of course you have to meet the minimum of full registration. But yeah. after that, it should be a system of how much you're driving instead of paying for full registration every single car. And th- and that could be another thing that happens, like you know um how much you're driving your car if you're driving it every day or like like for example they could they could possibly you know do a registration where like based on every 5,000 k's so if you drive, if you're on 5,000 k's a year 10,000 k's a year you know, 15, like a k's. tiered system yeah yeah and if you if you're paying for, if you're driving 5,000 k's a year um you know basically you can it's the cheapest one you're paying 10 it's slightly more 15 slightly more a bazillion like 100,000 k's a year then you're paying the full reg like, like we could go say for example 5, 10, 15 and a full reg I reckon that'd be a that'd be a great. Well, even five ten then a full reg. So um, yeah, there are ways to do it to keep it fair, but also honest. Yeah, exactly right. And like, to, and to, to keep it honest, you could also um, like you could also always just um, like have your mechanic or like they can organ they could probably organize a system where like the mechanic checks it off or or, or you, know, you take it to Vicroad and, and they and they, they they check your car off for the kilometers and, and and stuff like that, which which would which would be a great which would be a great thing. And since they are making more money from that, there's there's the ability to actually hire somebody to do that. Like, yes, because so you know somebody's going to have to take out the time. You have to make an appointment and stuff like that. It's providing a benefit to the car owners because they don't have to pay a full registration, and then it's also providing, I guess, the income to Vic Roads so they can each Vic Roads can have one individual that's like just doing those daily checks yeah. for cars that are making appointments. Yeah, and look, you know that that that'd be a great thing, and I'd be I'd be I'd be totally all for that. Like, I can see why registrations are so, are so expensive. It's well, if you actually look at your registration fee, it's just like it's like 128 bucks is like the regular fee, but the, I think the remaining 600 bucks is for the TAC, and and like okay, well, you know, when pe- people in car accidents do need that money, uh, it's it's like a third party kind of thing. But um, you know, if, if you're not driving that car enough. You shouldn't really have to. You shouldn't really be taxed so much for it, if, if, if you know what I mean. So I'm not being a stinge bucket to the TAC. I'm just saying, like, you know, for for your, your everyday person, two registrations is a lot of money. Yeah, it's when you're already paying the equivalent of what everyone else that owns a car is paying, and then you just want a little car for like just your enjoyment, yeah. like a sidecar. Like a side, yeah. <laughs> let's not call it a sidecar. You're not cheating on anyone here, but you know, it's it's a, it's you know your, your weekend car. Even that sounds terrible now. <laughs> oh jeez, your your you're, you're digging your hole deeper. Your, your, pe- your piece on the side. Stick it back. Yeah, we call it your sidecar. Sidecar. So yeah. It's and it's not going to. <laughs> We've lost it. It's, it's not going to have the same amount of usage. It really shouldn't have to pay the same amount. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it. 
it increases the possibility of people owning more cars and in the grand scheme of things still should end up with greater profits. Yeah. Uh, if the system works properly, it, they'd kill it. They'd, yeah. make, they'd make a lot more money than they would. Um, if you've got something to say about this topic, send us a message on 044-777-989. That's 044-777-989. Give us your input. We'll be happy to tell, uh, you know, say it on the air. We'll give you a shout-out. Leave your name in the, mess- in the, in the message and we'll, um, we'll give you a shout-out on the show. But see, I think this is a really, um, really interesting topic. Like, if if they if they were to in- introduce something like, like this, it'd be it'd be so much more better for like car enthusiasts because because we do get a bad rap in the, in the in the in the grand scheme of things here. But um, it'd be good because you know, I guess if you people are driving these hoon cars every day, if they've got like a like a two dollar bucket dr- as a daily driver, they're not going to be as much hoons as as the road. So I guess that might actually that kind of might backfire on the on the police because they need to make like you know their their, their daily quotas and stuff. So they probably have to have to um, just, you know, stop it. But um, they just put in more force on the Saturdays and Sundays. Sundays, exactly. the cars are coming out. <laughs> the hoon cars. The, no, the side cars, Alan. The side cars. The side car. <laughs> main car out of your league to uh, side car. The, the main car gets jealous. No. <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, that, that that's actually made my day today. That's uh, that's quite funny. Uh, <laughs> look, we gotta go to we gotta go to a quick quick break. Um, we're gonna go to a song by Moog. The song is called uh, "Lift Me Up." This is off his latest. Uh, it's what's off of his latest. Um, uh, uh, sorry, I've lost lost it now. I'm just thinking of sidecars. Um, off, off his latest build with the, with the mini. So this is this latest. This is the latest uh, music. Experience. It's right, ninety up nine Northwest FM. You're back on Car Talk with Matty J. That was Moog with you. Uh, Lift me up, featuring I guess uh, Seven Skies. Yeah. Uh, so during the break, we're, we're, we're about to talk about um, uh, heritage plates, and I got some funny stories about some heritage plates, but. Alan's got a story first that he wants to chip in with, so jump in there, Alan. Oh, it's less story, a little bit more of an update, but uh, just on the the cold air intake. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, I seem to be getting better mileage. Really? Uh, it, uh, I haven't filled up yet, but uh, where my needle would usually stand out at this point, I would have only done, um, let's say, 360 kilometers. At this point, I'm about 420, and the needle's in the same place. Okay. So I'm a little bit worried about that because... There's the the concept. The, the filter was slightly oiled. Yep. I did my darndest to clean up all the excess oil and kind of like pat it off and everything. And they do say some of the oil can get on the airflow meter, and that could cause you to lean out and have an explosion. That that is that that's, yeah that is true. Yeah. Uh, the only thing is I haven't noticed anything from the car yeah. as any kind of symptom. And uh, as the, the the story part of it is I was in Mexico yesterday. Uh, yep. And. Yep. Uh, uh, a lovely, lovely lady in a um, FG a GTE came along, ooh, ooh. and uh, I decided that since we were in Mexico and there were no laws, <laughs> it was an empty road, private road, you know, oh, we yeah, just, just go for it. It was apparently a green light, I'm not sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the car, hey, it is Mexico after all. Yeah, the it car, the car did very well. It did not struggle. Um, the, G, the, G, the, the GTE go. The GT did go, but I had it close to up to about 60 kilometers an hour by the time. I reached 100. She was much further on. I believe she was maybe 140, but that's... that's that was, in Mexico. Yeah, but it's in Mexico, so... <laughs> yeah. So you, you can get away with it. But, uh, yeah, like I say, I, I would be more worried about the, the, the fuel economy, uh, meaning like that I'm leaning out, but the car isn't showing any symptoms at all. I may like to get some kind of uh, OBD2 sensor on it. Get a double check, And yeah. just see if uh, there is any kind of leaning, but 
so far I'm not noticing like the, the car's very happy. Yeah. Um, and maybe just because getting better airflow all around, that it's just running a bit more economically when I am driving normally. But uh, it remains to be seen. Yeah. I mean, look, Cobb are a very reputable brand. Like everyone knows Cobb, um, and they 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 specialise in like you know uh, Subarus and and like I think like Focuses and Mazdas yeah. and stuff for for a while now. Excuse me. Um, so for for them to sell your product with with the filter and everything, they sell it with the filter and everything. Yep. Right? Yeah. I'm sure they would have done their extensive testing um, and they would have given their full backing. But having said that, uh, you're obviously going to get the car tuned once you get your turbo and your, your big intercooler. So I'd it'd be interesting to see the, pre, the pre-run the pre and where your mixture levels are at on, on like a dyno run before anything's been touched. Because yeah. the, the car's probably compensating as well for the different intake. Um, could, you know, could, as, as cars do... When when something's a bit different, they, they try and compensate with either a bit more fuel, a bit more air. But if the cars, if the cars, the cars shouldn't lean out if it's a direct bolt on. Um, but having said that, I'd like to see where the mixtures are at, and I'd like to see what what, it, what the tuner would say. Say, okay, well, this is you can see where when it's when it's coming on boost, um, you know, your your levels are going going a bit going a bit haywire, or if they're if they're level, or if they're you know, or if the cars compensating and giving you a bit more fuel, you never know. You you might be you might be a bit more lean down low, but a bit more uh, rich up high. So, yeah, it, until I get measured, yeah, I won't know. Yeah. Exactly right, but like, I guess that, in the the tune will clean all that up, yeah, and um, it'll it'll come up real nice with it. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for, for that car because I actually went in a I went in a quick red WRX. A good man of mine just bought one, a Hawkeye one, uh, and he it's had a it's had a full built engine, um, like rods and, and all. It's a two point five. It's a it's a it's a Hawkeye. So it's, yeah, it's six speed as well. You got a six speed box put in it. It's an, out of an STI. And it's had SCI brakes and stuff, um, and it was, it was obviously tuned. My God, it went good. <laughs> it, it's like two hundred. I think it was two hundred thirty odd at the wheels. Jeez. Um, yeah. at, at all at all wheels that is. Um, and it's like it's laggy, but once it, once it hits, it hits hard. And it, and it's um, I'm like, fine. If Alan gets anything like this, this, this would be this would be a ni- it's a it's a nice it's a nice car. It, it's you know it's spot on. So I'm a big fan of WRXs, um, and he's going to go. It's going to take it in for another tuning. It's it's the motor's built to take 280 kilowatts. Nice. So um, he's going to just get get the, get the tune put on. Yep. But he's like he's like crap. I'm, I'm going to like not 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 die. But if I go to Mexico, it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a fast <laughs> faster car. <laughs> uh, look, we're going to go to another quick break. We'll be right back after this. Point nine Northwest FM. This is Car Talk with Manny J. We were, we've been talking about we've had, we've had a few good discussions today, like Club Reg, uh, our enthusiast registration, which we should make a petition for that on on, on our Facebook page. Uh, Nathan likes it, um, and we've been ta- and we've been talking about just um, WRXs in Mexico. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely once you get your tune, it'll it'll really tie it all up and it'll make it make it real nice. Um, you, 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 that's I'm guessing that's your plans, like for an exhaust and stuff, right? Like. Yeah, the, uh, the the next bit of money I get together will probably go for a turbo back turbo exhaust. Back I'm thinking of the NVIDIA Q300. Yeah. Because I believe that's uh, close to three inches all around, and uh, it's relatively quiet. From the dump or yeah, three-inch yeah. dump? Is it a... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so um, uh, compared to... I think the, the current exhaust has like two inches belly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and, and it doesn't give you that, like the, the... I think it's the N1, the NVIDIA Q1, N1, sorry. Yeah. That gives you like a really, really loud cannon. Yeah. And you don't want that. Yeah, especially because a lot of times I'm driving around. It's one a.m. I'm coming pulling into my you know neighborhood. I don't want to be the the idiot. That guy. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. 
I'd, um, I'm happy with just Q300. It sounds it's got the box of rumble, and it builds up as you as you accelerate. But uh, down below, it's very very comfortably like just nice, rather than just the whole hey wake up everyone. <laughs> but, or, yeah, but you also don't want it to drone on the freeway, which is the worst thing in the world. Mm, just yeah. you're, you're you're in like you know, fifth gear, duh, like the, and the whole car shakes, and it's just like it's just the worst thing. Um, my friends once cured by that. I mean, I mean like they're they're kind of illegal to have in Mexico. I mean, I mean, they're illegal in Australia, but they're they're legal in Mexico. Um, he's got a Varex, uh, a Varex on the back, and um, it's quines it up. Like it's it's all done on the key fob, so you, you can you can like when it's low when you want it to be, but um, when you when you're just cruising, you just turn it down. And it's, and it's it's quieter than stock. You can't even you can't even hear it. Yeah. So um, I reckon that'd be that'd be a good option. That would be, but they're expensive there's, though. There's also been a little discussion by MRT Performance because they they also yeah. specialize in Subarus in Australia. Uh, the main thing is the various like you need to have it tuned specifically, properly at least to to compensate for that kind of muffler. Because of course, yeah. if you're running it closed and you're running it at full boost and it was made and it was tuned for the open, you're gonna have running to exhaust heat problems that could you know destroy something. Yeah. Or if you just run it, um, if you tune it to closed and then run it wide open like on the freeway, you run to like just um, economy problems and stuff like that. So. You, you got to work it out. You need to find a fine line. Like, yeah. like he mainly uses it when he when he's like turning into his street. Yep. Uh, like late at night because he, he he works late night, so like you know, turns it down so it doesn't wake up, doesn't wake his grandma up, and he pulls in, you know, stuff like that. But during his normal driving, so he's got it just open. He's got it open unless you're coming up to like a booze bus or. or oh, anything. I like that. that that's a pretty good idea. It's, because it, it is a good idea. That, that's probably the safest option in terms of tuning it as well. Yeah. You just use the closed mode for stealth purposes. Yeah. 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 So like he, he turns he turns off the he turns off the main road and right. just. It's all, all on his key fob. It just, just turn, turns over, and you, and you, you see it flash, and and and, and the, the car just goes, just oh. whisper quiet. It parks it in the, you know, drives it in his, his garage, leaves it, um, and he's like, you know, my grandma doesn't even know I'm home, you know, like okay. stuff like that, which which is um, which is kind of like kind of like what you want out of that out of that system. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, 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 the car's not being suffocated too much, but uh, uh, you know, with with it closed for like that short period of time, but um. In the in the grand scheme of things, when 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 you're tuning the car when it's full open, a little bit here and there is not going to hurt it. Yeah. and that's what it's made for, really. So, um, I, I had another mate. We had an SS uh, SS wagon, uh, SSV wagon, and it it was it was a mad car, and this thing was like cammed and like had the it had the most stupidly loud exhaust. Like the whole the whole my house, the money snower, used to like rattle and stuff when you start the car. It was sick. My my, my dad didn't like it, but it was sick. <laughs> Um and uh, he he had the various on there so and he, and he's like he's like he's like my car's just dumb loud like, it's stupid loud so he's like whenever I whenever I see like a boost bus or anything I just just turn it down <laughs> and, just, just, and like they hear this big V eight coming and they just see it like pull up and they're like where did that car go <laughs> so um I'm a I'm a big fan of him for that for that reason as well but if you ask today tonight and the the, the officers that were on today tonight. They think it's a cheating system. It is a cheating system, yeah. <laughs> but if you're in Mexico, you know, that's... <laughs> as long as the, the full open mode isn't illegally loud. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's the difference. Like, yeah. But, like, his car was just... Was just absurdly loud. Absurdly loud, yeah. Absurdly yeah. Loud, yeah. I mean, jeez. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the system you're looking at has probably, like, got a, got a nice tone to it, and it's probably not too loud. Because mm. you don't want to get into EPA, uh, EPA, just crap, and it's... I mean, I mean look, look, Adam got done once. He got done in the Astra. When he had his exhaust on, so um, yeah, I, I know, right? Um, but uh, for, from there, it's just a, it's just a complete crap storm. Like it's you got to go, you got to go to a car a place like that, that measures the decibels and the sound, and 
just becomes a bit of a nightmare. So um, to put you on the safe side, make sure you get like a like a I guess like a safe exhaust if that makes sense. Um, but quiet it up when you want it to. Yeah, well, I'll have a look at all the options. Suss it out, man, and, and look at my budget as well. Yes, yes, the the budget is the is like with any car guy or any car enthusiast is is the main kind of um kind of the funny factor when you when you go when you go to buy things. I think it is quiz time. We forgot to discuss the heritage plate. We're gonna. We got plenty of time to discuss heritage plate. We got about fifteen minutes. So All right, Nathan, you're gonna help me out here. So I'll do my best. I got. I got some funny stories about, about heritage plates. So we'll we will we'll, we'll come to that in a sec. I think it's a bit unfair. I'm always getting the quiz. Well, well, Nathan, would you like the quiz? <laughs> uh, I'll help Alan out. All right, all right, okay. We'll Come try. on, Alan. I mean, you got eight last week, so but that, just, that, that was a team. That was a team effort. That was a team effort, and James really, really pushed through. All right, so this is the car talk car quiz. Question one: In the first Fast and Furious, well, the Fast and the Furious, what was the first car we see Brian driving? I believe it is a Mitsubishi Eclipse. It is a Mitsubishi Eclipse. GSX to be precise. Apparently it's a GSX. But, yeah. We're talking about a film franchise that have, have brake calipers. So, oh, yeah. Well, you know. Who needs brake calipers, man? Seriously. Um, question two. The 7M GTE was an engine made by what manufacturer? 7M GTE. Uh, we, can, we can pass and come back. Let me check my phone. <laughs> we'll pass and come back. <laughs> Question three. Uh, the Lexus LFA was produced between what years? It, was, it had a very, very short lifespan. I think they made about 500 cars. Oh, which years? I'll give you a hint. It, it was um, pretty much in production for just two years. I was trying to think of what years I was seeing on top. Yeah. Seems like it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, I'd like to say it was before 2010. Okay. Am I on the right track? You've got one number right. I don't know if it's... I'm going to say it was before or after. You, you got the two right. <laughs> <laughs> no, the 2010... It, there's got some sort, of, some sort of 2010 in there, so... I want to say 2009 to 2010. No. 2010 it's 20, December 2010 to... To 2012, but I would have, I would have accepted 2011 to 2012. Uh, Alan, Alan, that, that, that was close, man. Like that was a hard one. That was a hard one. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> uh, question four: Mighty Carmans are currently doing a car con- are doing a conversion and an engine. Oh, sorry, I wasn't saying it. Mighty Carmans are currently doing an engine conversion on a car. What is the conversion? Uh, the conversion is from the standard. Mini engine, three cylinder. I don't know the engine code. Four cylinder. I thought this one was a three cylinder. Four cylinder. It's it's a Siamese port, so that's why you probably you probably get a bit confused. It's got because it looks like there's three ports. Ah, oh, yeah. Never mind. That's yeah, right. my apologies. Right. And it is a B16. B16. That's correct. Yeah. From a Honda. Honda Civic. Typer. A Typer. With the VTEC. Question five. What was the last? S chassis Nissan to be released. I'd like to say the S15. S15, you are correct. Question six: True or false? The Ford, the Ford Cougar is now sold as the Ford Flex. Here in Australia, that is. Here in Australia. 
There's some ads for what it's really about, like what it's really called. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say if it's the flex or whatever it is. Um, I would say false, but I know nothing. Oh, we'll go for false. It is false. Um, I don't it, feel like I've heard it's that. It's the Escape. Okay. It's the same car they've just rebranded because the Escape sold more. Question seven. The previous generation Ford Escape was the same car as the Mazda what? Previous generation for escape. Mm-hmm. It would be, be one of them uh, full drive kind it's of an SUV. SUV Mazda. Ooh, SUV Mazda. Let me check my extensive knowledge. <laughs> what is it? CX5? The tribute. Uh, it's not the best. I've not seen those in a while. It's just a tribute. Do <laughs> you know this? Wait, I'm sorry. I'll get back to this. There was a sticker guy putting his tribute. This is not the, this is not the best car. This is just the tribute. Yeah. <laughs> the next to his badge was hilarious. Um, question eight. What is a dogleg gearbox? Dogleg gearbox, I believe it relates to the position of first gear. And how it's uh, down rather than up. It's exactly right. For, for a faster shift. Yeah. Yeah. That is perfectly correct. I didn't expect many people to get that. Question nine. The letters BT1 on a holding pin plate mean what? It's a BT1, bro. It's a genuine BT1. On a holding... On, 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 a, on, on, the, holding, on the holding car. So, for example, like on a Commodore. You gotta give me a clue. To give you a clue, I don't know. Um, Bathurst. No, uh, no. Nah. I'll give you one more chance. Think of everyone with a VL Commodore beat VL Turbo BT1, Canary Yellow, or all the Kevin White. I'll pass for now. I'll let you pass for now. Okay. The BMW E36 M3 first debuted in one year. Very little knowledge about BMWs. Uh, early 90s, I'll give you that. Early 90s. I'll say 1992. It was 92. <laughs> yes. Um, Alright, where were we? The 7M GTE was an engine made by what manufacturer? Can I get three guesses? <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll make you a deal. Each guess, you lose 25%. And if you get all three wrong, you get zero. Nathan <laughs> <laughs> just pissed himself. Well, if that's the case, then I get the country of origin. <laughs> well, it's just, oh, if, if I tell you, you're going to get it. Because there's pretty much just three main manufacturers there. I don't know. I feel like saying Toyota, though, first time. Oh, uh, it is Toyota. Yeah. Well done. Well done. That gets us back to the BT1 question. The letters BT1 on a Holden VIN plate mean what? And you mentioned VL Turbos. Yes. Something transmission? Music's running out. You're running out of time. Uh, I want to say something about a turbo? Nah. Uh. It was an ex-police car. Oh, it was a police car. Oh, okay. PT one Oh, it was a PT one bro. It's got a cop chip. Cop chip. 
Was that the one where he's like a stock as a rock and then he cut? <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. It's a stock as a rock BT one. Did the police do that? Yeah, it's like a massive, <laughs> massive, massive from out of it. Oh, jeez, that, that that was embarrassing. Anyway, um, he, he made all VL owners look bad every year. But he was happy with his car. That's important. That's important. That's, if, you, uh, if you're happy with your car, and the, and you're not hurting anyone. Maybe the car you're hurting a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> yeah the car can't say that. So if you're not hurting, you're not, you know, more power to you. Exactly, exactly right. But we'll still laugh. We'll still laugh because... We'll laugh with him, not at him. <laughs> um, Once he leaves, we'll laugh at him. <laughs> you guys are so mean. Uh, we're going to go to Alan's new favourite song, Phantogram. <laughs> not Planogram? <laughs> not Planogram. Uh, this is uh, Fall in Love, which is a pretty famous song for reasons we should not speak about. <laughs> if you'd like to know more, go to the YouTube go, video. Go to the YouTube video. So this is Fandagram with Fall in Love. Pascoe Vale or Preston, this is your local station, 98.9 Northwest FM. That's right, 98.9 Northwest FM. You're welcome to Car Talk with Matty J. We are almost out of time, but, in, but we were going to talk about heritage plates. And... Um, <laughs> They are ridiculously expensive. Um, I don't know if you about you, but you, what I heard, if you you probably would have seen them, but you haven't really noticed them. Heritage plates are like the really really old style looking plates, and 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 you'll see them like they, they, sometimes they just have one number, yep. or they'll have like you know, six. And um, basically, I work at a I work at an auto parts store. This is the story I'm gonna say. Sorry, jeez, there goes my mic. Um, I work at an auto parts store, and um, this guy, is a chauffeur, he came in, and he's like, oh, I need some wipers to put on my car. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll come in and do it for you. And we got talking, and, um, and I'm putting him on this old AU ute. Yeah, it, it's beat. Yeah, the, head, the headlining's, like, falling, and it's just, it's just hammered. And, like, and the, the guy's come in, like, a full suit and everything. And he's just like, it's like oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you get small, and you're like, oh, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a chauffeur. Um, you know, I'm semi-retired, but the guy brought me in just to, to drive his cars. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I'm like, yeah, what type of cars do you drive? He's like, I drive Maybachs, I drive, you know, Rolls, I drive, I drive everything. And I'm like, oh, is this yours? He's like, no, this is like, this is like the guy that I drive for, this car. car. I'm like, I'm like, like, like really? A beat up AU? A, a beat up AU old U. He's, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's like, let me look at the plates. I had a look, had, had, I kid you not. Twenty or fifty thousand dollars plates in the car, like the old heritage style plates. Jeez, They're worth more than the car. Like it's like twenty, fifty times worth more than the car. And I'm like the guy. I'm like these are heritage plates. Like he's like yeah, I know. He's like um, he's like he's like this guy, you know, because he's you know he's rich and he's got all cards in his hanger. This is kind of the car he just beats beats around and you know just just puts stuff in and it's a Ute. You know, people beat up Utes. <laughs> and I, I couldn't believe it. it if you put my two cars together, they still wouldn't equal up to what his plates cost. <laughs> um, and these these were on an AU, so you know he was telling me he's got he's got I'm pretty sure he had a heritage place on most of his cars. So and and believe it or not, he said the Maybach's nicer to drive than the Rolls. There you go. I'm a big fan of Maybach's, and I, and I always because I, I always thought you know that that's a cool car. Like they've got so much tech in them. Whereas like a Rolls is like a statement. I guess a Rolls is a statement, but like um like a Maybach's like. A Maybach, you know. Well, it's like a very rich bed that drives. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, he's a chauffeur. Like, if, if you have one of those cars, you're not going to drive him. You're going to get paid her at the drive. Um, but, yeah, that's that's my funny heritage, heritage place story. Like, I bumped into a guy with a, with a ute, an AU ute that had $50,000 plates on it, which is quite quite hilarious. Uh, but, yeah. The, the, the other question is, um, in terms of your insurance now, <laughs> because... Uh, a lot of times when you get into this kind of range, when you've got expensive cars, expensive plates, 
they usually the individual is usually given some kind of a package umbrella kind of deal mm-hmm. where everything's kind of covered rather than individual items. So, like that's when when, when I guess if you if you if you're insuring you're paying like a hundred thousand dollars a year and maybe premiums in some cases. Yeah. You've got your houses, your cars, your boat, your second car, your second wife. You know everything else covered. <laughs> so, like those kind of things, I it's I guess not really in the realm of a regular person like us, but. I, I still would like to know if one person tried to like insure their car, like if if it was just an AU Falcon yeah. Ute that was worth a grand, the and then dude, it was worth like twenty bucks. Yeah, twenty bucks. was falling. Like, um, and then you put fifty thousand dollars plates on. Do they pay for the plates, or and do they charge you the premium accordingly? Well, I actually want to know if if they get your plates get stolen, does do you have to pay fifty grand again to buy my Vic Roads? Like, would that would that, would that be covered underneath your um, underneath your thing, or would you have to tell the insurance? Because. The, the standard rule for plate theft is if you've got, like, personalized plates... They just replace them. They just replace them, yeah. and then if if a car, like, pulls through, I guess, a red light camera or a speed camera, and it's the same car model as yours, then you can't claim that it was the person who stole your plates. You have to accept responsibility, I believe, for those kind of fines. Really? So, something related oh. to that. Because otherwise, they expect you to just take a different plate. Like, if, if you've got a standard-issue plate and they get stolen... That's BS, man. They'll give you a different plate. They won't give you the same plate you had. But if you've got a special uh, like a special yeah. plate, they'll give you the same thing replicated. And uh, then you're expected... Like, if, if somebody... If you've got, you know, like a, a Mazda 6... Yeah. Um, what is that? A Mazda Julian. 6 isn't a real car. <laughs> yeah, a Mazda... Yes, it is. Sorry. I was just thinking of the MX-6. Anyway, you know, Mazda 6, somebody, you've got personalized plates, somebody steals your plates, and then they pull through a red light camera in, like, a VT Commodore. Yeah, well, they don't expect you to pay yeah, that. No. But if somebody then pulls through the same as like a Mazda six that looks just like yours, and you're alleging that it was no the person that stole your plates, then I believe they just push it on you. You, you mm-hmm. unless you've got some kind of like incredible proof that you were somewhere else entirely. Yeah. Then I believe you're you're expected to pay that fine. I think someone will learn to that because if you want to rot the system that way, you can be like, oh my plates got stolen. Can I have another set? And then yeah, 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 do but that. But then be like. How come you you didn't ask for new plates here yeah. at this time of day? These are very interesting topics, but we've gone over time. Um, well, one more quick thing. I, I remember seeing... <laughs> I saw something on Facebook, and uh, a guy got a fine in the mail for his... his I think it was a very ute breaking down. And, and he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I never drove it. It was like that day. And anyway, he's like, send me the picture. Because they, they send you... If, yeah. if you could debate it, they send you the picture. And his his van was in the back of a tow truck. <laughs> and and you see it on the back of a tow truck, and it says, you see his plate. <laughs> so he, he copped the fine. <laughs> uh, and he's like, obviously this wasn't me. Look, I wasn't driving the car. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, there's still a kinks in every system that, that needs to be found out. But that's a story for another time. But it's a bit of a joke to end up on. Um, this has been Car Talk with Matty J. Thanks again, guys, for coming in. No problem. Yeah, uh, it's always a pleasure to come on this show and James's show as well. That's exactly right. James, James has got James, James has got his show. He's waving in, in, the, in the back of the studio. Tuesday nights where it's out on 98.9 Northwest FM. Um, 6 p.m. you got James with Manvis Movies and me with Car Talk at 7. Um, give us a Facebook page a like. It's Car Talk with Matty J. T-O-R-Q-U-E with Matty J. Um, we also put out our podcast every week on shoutengine.com. So if you've missed any of our, our episodes or our, or our shows, um, go back onto, onto Shout Engine. They've got everything on there. And give them a listen. Um, give give a page, give a page a like and a share, and um, and you know, yeah, go enjoy your, your your get out to a car meet and and um, you know enjoy your car. Uh, so for for uh, tune in on Thursday for the Thursday waffle with Fitzy and and Mr. the legendary Doctor Rock. 
And um, tune in to Dr. Rock's show on a Monday night for your pleasure. In the meantime, this has been Car Talk with Manny J. I will see you guys next week. Take it easy. <laughs>